Homestyle Green, episode 146. Do you know exactly what your house is going to look like inside and out while it's still on the drawing board? G'day, welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. This week I'm speaking with Angus Crow, who has his own practice called True North Architects based on the central coast of New South Wales in Australia. And one of the things that Angus does in his practice is he uses CAD, so computer drawing, to create 3D models of his houses before they're built. So at that concept stage or during the design process, his clients can not only see the outside of the building and what it's going to look like, but they can even fly through the building. So I talked to Angus a little bit about BIM and his use of CAD and what that means for the design process. But I started out by asking Angus um, about his journey to creating his own practice, True North Architects. I um, spent about 11 years up in uh, far north Queensland, um, based in, in Port Douglas, um, working as an architect um, and really loved the design challenge of, of the designing for the tropics. Um, but, you know, family and um, schooling and, you know, all those sorts of issues uh, drew us back down to New South Wales. Um, my wife is English and uh, she'd struggled through quite a few wet seasons and uh, uh, deserved a bit of a reprieve. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful place to live, uh, you know, in the dry season, but in the wet season, it can be a little bit tough, especially bringing up small kids. Uh, so we decided to move back down to be a bit closer to my family. Yeah. Um, and uh, established my own practice. Um, and we did that with diabolical timing just before the um, GFC. Yeah. Uh, so moving into state and starting a practice uh, wasn't great, but um, managed to keep things going and, you know, pleased to say that things are definitely uh, on the improve. So there's, I've, I've spoken to a few people who have started businesses around that time. What, what do you think um, got you through that? Oh, just dogged determination, really, <laughs> Yeah, and, and I guess there's still people building houses, right? Uh, yes, but uh, Central Coast is a fairly lean market. Um, uh, we're that close to Sydney that um, perhaps some of the nicer, um, more upmarket uh, projects uh, are Sydney money, Sydney, you know, weekenders, and and most most of the time those owners. They've already done their Sydney house. They've usually worked with another architect um, down in Sydney yeah. um, and quite often bring bring that architect to their Central Coast right. weekender. Right. Um, so, uh, and it's quite competitive up here. You know, you've got architects um, competing with building designers and, and drafts people. Yep. Um, so that education process of, um, informing your potential clients just what an architect can can bring to the table, um, you know, 
can be difficult. I like the, one of the quotes you've got on the front page of your website, which uh, starts out with the question, can you afford an architect, but then follows up with, can you afford not to? <laughs> a lot of the people listening to this show are potential clients. So what is the answer to that question about why they should consider that additional and upfront early expense of a, an architect? I guess for those clients who um, are considering, you know, inhabiting that place for a, a long term, or even a medium to long term, um, you know, the the money that can be saved in in running costs um, over the life of a building, you know, is, is quite considerable. The energy that goes into running those buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, over their life far outstrip the energy that goes into building the thing in the first place. Um, so, you know, that's a quantifiable reason for doing it. But, but uh, you know, as I say in that quote, um, what is the, the price that you put on just, you know, an enjoyable space to, to inhabit, you know, every day of your life, you, you know, how do you put a price on those um, intangible things? Mm. And is that, it's still a hard pill to swallow though, right at the beginning of the project, isn't it? Because it, you feel like you're paying just for ideas and there's nothing, um, there's no bricks and mortar yet that you can see <laughs> that you, you're buying. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is hard. You know, I often uh, muse that it's, Quite funny that owners or clients are happy to spend, you know, twenty, thirty thousand, you know, if not more, on their on their window joinery, mm-hmm. um, but then you know can't see that value in in uh, the design and just getting all that right. Yeah, you know, placing all those materials in the right place. Um, uh, to to make it worth it while. Yeah. Um, I just want to g- jump back to the the tropics for a moment because you you're still in a relatively warm place, uh, north yeah. of Sydney there. Um, but obviously not as extreme as the uh, as as Queensland, and and you've also gone further than that. You you've actually worked in the tropics in in the Philippines and other yep. areas like that. How do you design for those in, environments? How is it? Can you make a building in those places naturally comfortable in those high temperatures and high humidity? I guess you can only go so far. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I've got a 95% humidity, 33 degree day, it wouldn't matter how perfectly designed your sustainable, passive, solid home is, um, you can't make, make it more comfortable than the environment will allow you to. Uh-huh. Um, but really, living up there each year um, in our home, which we designed built ourselves, um, is really only a handful of those days where you might struggle to sleep under a ceiling fan. Yeah. Um, so really, if you can 
count the number of those days on one hand, um, it's very hard to justify spending a lot of money to, you know, air condition um, a home mm. just to just to make it comfortable on those particular days. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a really really interesting design um, problem up there because um, you, you know you're basically trying to prohibit any sun penetration into the interior of the of the home, um, and for that reason, I found it really uh, interesting and refreshing and challenging uh, coming back down out of the tropics to enjoy bringing that sun back into the interior of that of the home um, the two very very different um, uh, design challenges and you mentioned being able to quantify that in the design process is that something that you do now do you do you model designs at concept stage to to figure out if you're getting the right amount of solar gain Absolutely, yeah. Um, I use software called Archicad, mm-hmm. uh, and that allows me to show my clients, you know, the the shadow or the sun penetration um, into the design, you know, from from day two, really. Um, and I can do that any time of day, any time of year. Um, I can demonstrate very simply um, exactly uh, how much shade or how much sunlight they'll get into those spaces. So you uh, show that. Any, so you show that visually. Is that so? You, do you show that visually with the the sun penetrating through a three D model, or is this just uh, a a value uh, like a a numeric um, no, no, sum? It's, it's all a work completely in the 3D environment. So, right. Um, uh, I can either export the model to my client with the, uh, the sun set to a certain you know, midday on the winter solstice, mm-hmm. uh, or um, I can create a little, um, a little video of the sh- sun and shadow changing across the uh, facade uh, during the course of a day. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really informative um, and uh, very easy for anyone to understand. And I guess that would be something that clients should be asking for if, if they're not getting that pretty early on in their design. They should be um, uh, getting hold of it or if they can't get it, then finding someone who can provide it because it, it's relatively easy to do these days, isn't it? That's correct. It is. Um, you know, there's. You know, I'm not sure what the percentages would be, but a, a high percentage of the profession would be using uh, 3D modelling software. Mm. Um, it is a little bit like uh, an iceberg. Uh, you know, you you know, sometimes the practitioners might only sort of scratch the tip of the iceberg. Um, the software can do a whole lot more than that. Um, some people really uh, even just use that 3D modeling software as a 2D tool, which is a very, you know, great shame. Uh, but I, you know, after my first sketches, 
um, first hand-drawn sketches on day one. Day two, I'll be um, modeling that design up and very quickly my clients can fly themselves around around the building and through the building. Awesome. Hey, just before I ask Angus a little bit more about his business, True North Architects, I just want to put in a quick thanks to our great sponsor, Proclima. Here's some words from Dennis Dowling in Queenstown about why he likes to use Proclima. There, there are several different products on the market, and I suppose Proclima um, benefits from brand leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they have um, quite a good R&D process. And I suppose fundamentally, I'm fairly risk adverse. So while I'm very open to trying new things and looking at things differently and trying to create a new way of of getting from A to B, um, I don't necessarily like doing that on untested or untried products. Yeah. And Proclima has, you know, a very long time of being in the market. So while it's relatively new to the New Zealand market, it's been in the market for a long time and it's in a lot of very large markets and it does very well. And it, and as a result of that, it has a system that goes with it. It has a process to follow. It's that you can see videos on how it works. People have an understanding of it. It's a relatable um, product to those in the industry who are building in this space. Um, so as a result, um, it's very easy to get any information that you want on it. And further to that, when you come across something, because New Zealand loves to build bespoke architecture, when you come to something that's a little bit different or unique, oftentimes, if there isn't a direct um, comparison that's been done before, there is at least the knowledge resource bank to get that information to you um, that addresses your specific concern. So check out ProClimate for your high-performance home and for all the information and tips and great customer support that they can offer throughout the country. Check them out at proclimate.co.nz. Now, let's get back to the interview. Now, are you at a stage, Angus, that people are coming to you um, because they are looking for something specific? Have you sort of got a name for yourself as a, a sort of a green or sustainable designer or are you first an architect and then will do energy efficiency if someone asks for it? Um, a few years ago, uh, sustainability and Passive solid design was almost considered a, you know, an optional extra or, or a, you know, a, a niche uh, market. But mm-hmm. um, I really do consider it uh, part and parcel of all my projects, whether whether the client asks for it or not. It, it's always taken into consideration. Right. Um, I remember a few years ago uh, when I was involved with I was on the jury of the Institute of Architects awards for North Queensland and um, uh, this is probably about 10 years ago and I remember one of the um, more senior jurors saying that you know it wouldn't be too long before um, uh, sustainability was a prerequisite of a of an award and not a separate award itself um, and you know that has come to fruition. Yeah, uh, you know it, it is considered, um, you know, a, a must for for any good architecture. So you're just ahead of the curve. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, I'll try to be. 
So if someone is embarking on their project and they're looking at, um, they want to, they know they want a warm, comfortable home that's not going to cost much to run. It's going to be easy maintenance. Um, what are the the top things that they should consider? Look, the um, the main one for me is is orientation. Um, uh, if if you're building, uh, it typically is is elongated on an east west axis, um, so it has a a larger um, presentation to north um, and a, a smaller presentation to east and west to mm -hmm. those low sun angles, then you're so far ahead um, in being able to make good use of, of winter sun penetration and to be able to also uh, control summer sun uh, mm -hmm. penetration um, that, you know, it really is critical to providing a, a comfortable um, uh, building. Yep. Um, the other things, uh, cross-ventilation and just making sure you can make good use of of those summer breezes to cool your buildings down. Um, the other advantage of a sort of more elongated plan form is is that you you know you avoid um, having several rooms you know between but opposite faces of a building. Um, so if it's long and narrow it's it's much easier to get that cross ventilation through the building. Yep. Um, another uh, uh, principle that I employ is, and, and can now do this down in New South Wales, not, not so easy in far north Queensland, but is to use thermal mass to help uh, regulate the fluctuations in, in temperature throughout the day. Um, so uh, that can be really effective and um, you know, not necessarily um, uh, come with a, a big price tag. So uh, mostly concrete floors? Um, not, well, yeah, where, where possible, um, sometimes uh, using masonry internal walls. Right. Um, sometimes using reverse blockwork or reverse brickwork. Um, so having the masonry skin on the inside yep. face and, and the stud work on the outside face, um, which is uh, the opposite to, uh, I don't know about conventional wisdom, but uh, the way that a large part of the um, housing market is geared to build. Yep down these parts. So insulating on the outside of that, the brickwork, so you're keeping the brick brickwork facing inwards. That's right, yeah. Does, um, and, and um, block work like that inside, is it critical that the sun hits it or is it enough just to be exposed to the internal conditioned space? Um, it is enough just to be um, exposed to the internal space. Um, it is better, more effective if um, you get the sun penetration straight onto that surface. Yeah. Um, 
It is harder when you're using walls as your thermal mass, um, certainly harder to get sun penetration right into an internal wall. Mm -hmm. um, so quite often um, it, it can be more effective if you're using, say, a polished concrete slab um, you know, with your, your windows and the angle of the sun. Yeah much easier to expose the slab to direct sunlight than, than a wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, that, that uh, thermal mass absorbs that sunlight during the day um, and re-radiates that at night. Yeah. Uh, just take the spikes out of the um, uh, temperature fluctuation through the day. Now, you are um, in the New South Wales coast, North Sydney area. What's your range of uh, clientele? Where, where, do you, um, where do you service? If people are interested in working with you, how far yep. out uh, do you typically work? Look, I'll pretty much go wherever there's an interesting project. Yeah, um, nice. Uh, you know, I've done work out in western New South Wales, um, far north Queensland, obviously, uh, Manila in the Philippines and Nepal. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the bulk of my work is anywhere from Sydney up to Newcastle. Yep. And what's the best way for people to get in touch if they want to find out more? Um, first of all, just go to the website, um, www truenortharchitects.com.au um, and all the contact details are on there. Um, but uh, if you want to just give me a call, um, the mobile number is 048-08-1274. Great. And we'll put, a, we'll put a link up to those uh, on the, the show notes for this episode. Um, okay. Really nice uh, examples there of some of your projects as well, so people can browse through and have a look at some of the the residential. Plus, you have done other projects as well. You do you done a, a few commercial um, buildings, yes. quite quite big, yes, commercial buildings that you've been involved with. So people can have a look at the range of uh, projects that you have done, and uh, and hopefully get in touch if they're if they're in your area or in, and keen to do do some work with you. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you very much for your time, Angus. I really appreciate it. No problem. And uh, good luck with um, with getting some some more exciting sustainable design work. Thank you. All right, cheers, Angus. Angus Crow there from True North Architects, and you can find his website and his, some of his great work that he's done at truenortharchitects.com.au, or head over to homestylegreen.com forward slash 146 for the links and notes from this episode. If you enjoy this show and you think that others might benefit from it as well, one of the great ways that you can help me out to get uh, the word out is to leave a review over in iTunes or even better, um, leave a rating and a review. And if you do that, you can also post a question there and I'll have a go at answering on the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Matthew Cutler-Welsh. This is Homestyle Green. Now go make a better place to live.